Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. I invite you to check out that website for all of my written reviews. Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net is where to go. Today I'm going to be looking at a film called The Young Messiah. It's a drama. It's basically a fictional work based on the life of Jesus as a young boy. The film is rated PG-13 for some violence and thematic elements. It runs an hour and 51 minutes. And the cast includes Adam Greaves Neal as Jesus, Sean Bean, Vincent Walsh, Sarah Lazaro, Christian McKay, Jonathan Bailey, and Rory Keenan. The director is Cyrus Nariste, and the screenplay is by Betsy Giffen Nariste and Cyrus Nariste as well. The Young Messiah is based on a 2005 Anne Rice novel called Christ the Lord Out of Egypt. It's a fictional work that seeks to represent a year in the life of Jesus when he was a seven-year-old boy. As a movie that tries to tread the line between Christian audiences, fans of the Anne Rice work and your average moviegoer who is hoping for merely just an interesting film, The Young Messiah is a respectable effort that falls short, unfortunately, primarily because most of us in the audience already know the story of Jesus' birth as well as what comes later. As much of the story told within The Young Messiah is merely allusions to those events that come before or which come after, and we know that no actual harm is going to befall Jesus or Mary or Joseph throughout the course of this story, There's really not much tension or intrigue into how it plays out, and it leaves only the way that it spins its yarn as something of interest instead of just the subject matter of the yarn itself. Cyrus Noriste directs and very loosely adapts the Anne Rice novel with his wife Betsy. He starts off the film with young Jesus who is there with his family, having fled to Egypt due to a decree by Herod the Great to find the child that had managed to escape slaughter as a babe seven years back. At this point in his life, Jesus isn't yet aware of his divine identity. He is shown recently to have been able to resurrect a dead bird. So while there in Egypt, Jesus has his first run-in with a crafty demon who is trying to alter events against the young son of God. And that ends up in circumstances that causes Jesus to employ his ability to raise the dead yet again when he is confronted by bullies, one of whom ends up falling victim. Meanwhile, death of Herod the Great is reported, and that clears the coast for Jesus' family, Mary and Joseph and some others, to go on the long road to their home back in Nazareth. As we watch their journey, we're also shown a Roman centurion named Severus. This is something that was not in the Anne Rice novel. He's played by Sean Bean. He's tasked by Herod's new reigning son, who is also called Herod, with investigating the whereabouts of the boy and, if found, putting an end to his life. Along the way, back on that long and dusty road, Jesus finally confronts the hows and whys of what makes him different than other little boys his age. Although the director and co-screenwriter Naurste is an American of Iranian descent, The Young Messiah is fitting in with that rampant trend toward anglicizing nearly all aspects of Hollywood films that are set in Egypt or the Middle East. The film is cast with mostly Caucasian British actors who all deliver their lines in English. Now, Obviously, this is a film that is written and shot in English, so it would be excusable for them to use English because we can just presume that we're just following them speaking in their native language, but it's translated for our benefit. However, 
the fact that all of the Jewish people, the Egyptian people, the Roman people, and every other ethnicity that is shown in this film all speak the same language without having any trouble whatsoever understanding each other. Everyone, no matter what walk of life, speaks the same language, and there's really no thought to any of that at all. Jesus here is portrayed by Adam Greaves Neal, who is a young actor. He seems very sweet and kind and innocent, certainly in keeping with what you might expect of Jesus as a young child. And certainly, Greaves Neal is child movie star, adorable enough to land the role among an estimated 2,000 young boys who tried out for the role. He's not a bad actor either, but his portrayal here as Jesus often comes across as stiff and perhaps a little bit whinier than most people would prefer Jesus to be portrayed as in this film. I think in, in this kind of way, in his portrayal here, the movie compares most to young Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace, except we don't get the benefit of the pod race or a lot of action sequence interludes or eye-popping special effects to keep us entertained in between some of the really bad acting and the story elements that aren't really that compelling, since both in The Phantom Menace and in The Young Messiah, we know what comes in the future, so there's not that narrative tension that we would normally get. On the plus side, at least there's no Jar Jar in The Young Messiah. People who regularly take in films of Christian faith, people of that camp will likely be much more tolerant of the somewhat stagnant presentation because I think that so many faith-based films are pretty awful comparatively. So when you get a film like The Young Messiah, it seems like it's a pretty good version of that. The film's shot in Italy, so the locale work is really kind of beautiful in its way. There's really good attention to detail in the sets, some good costume work. All of the other production values don't feel especially skimpy for a film that must have been fairly low budget. Some of the performances are fine in a few of the key roles. It's not bad in, in that regard. Certainly a good film could have emerged here. I do think that parents who are trying to instill more curiosity among their kids in the life and teachings of Jesus will like that the film is made somewhat relatable to children because it portrays Jesus as a young boy. I do think that it is a little bit undercut by the fact that it's a PG-13 rated film because of its violence. It's not especially graphic violence, but it may be a little bit too intense for the kids that are about the age of Jesus in this film or younger. So I would say maybe tweens or above, unless your kid is kind of more inured to, to acts of violence on whether they watch it on television or whatnot. I think that the only major problem and the thing that really keeps The Young Messiah from ever taking hold as a film is that it just is very slow to build up. It's very long to end at an hour and 51 minutes. And throughout all of that, it's interminably boring. The story of Jesus is one that is passed down from generation to generation, and it's very powerful as a story for those of Christian faith. So a film that purports to flesh out more of his so-called early adventures should feel like a major event, a.k.a. the greatest story never told. Instead, it's respectable, yet still unremarkable, and ends up playing more like a collection of the New Testament's deleted scenes. I'm going to give... The Young Messiah, two and a half stars out of four. And two and a half stars on my scale means that it had all of the tools and the talent to be a good film, to be at least a worthwhile film, but it ultimately falls short because of something that it is missing. And in this case, it's missing 
compelling moment, something, an, an interesting spin, something that, other than the fact that it's actually showing you Jesus as a young child, while that's kind of an interesting new way to tell a story, the story itself is not that interesting. If you know the story of Jesus' birth, and you know the story of Jesus as an older man, nothing within the course of the young Messiah tells you anything really new, and it's just there just to, I guess, give people who like faith-based movies another reason to go out to the cinema shortly before the Easter weekend. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I do hope that you enjoy the review. If you do, I encourage you to click the subscribe button and you continue to get all of my podcasts downloaded into your player. Also, if you happen to be on iTunes or any place else where it allows you to leave a review, that's the best way that you can show your support for the show is to let other people know that this is a show that is worth taking the time for them to check out. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 